Hello listeners, and welcome to A Dash of Salt with AJ. I'm your host, Ahsoka Jackson, author, poet, podcaster, and freelance proofreader. Whew, almost at the end. Resuming right where we left off, so I'll start off with that first section of the list regarding Hanja and Aaron's conversation. I do not think Hanja seriously thought Aaron had any weird intent to grabbing her. Now, some folks even think she was trying to protect him here by minimizing the actual possible danger of the scene in the view of anyone watching. Now, I don't really think that myself. It doesn't seem like other folks are really in proximity here, and I'm not sure how much of an improvement that actually would have been anyways as far as offering a false explanation to keep Aaron out of trouble. So I don't really subscribe to that theory. What I feel instead was that she was partly deflecting and partly calling him out. The deflection, I think, there were two aspects to. I think part of the intent was to sort of de-escalate the tension and throw him off by changing the topic. He's freaking out, and she sort of disrupts that by scolding him and switching the focus of the conversation. In fact, it almost makes it seem like she actually didn't understand his real point, which is something that gives her a little leeway to not respond. Or so she feels, anyways. And trying to de-escalate things definitely does make sense. Heck, if she managed to frazzle him a bit by saying what she said, that would probably be good, and distract him from his agitation somewhat. Now, the other aspect to the deflection was that I think she legitimately was trying to avoid the question, because the reality is that she doesn't have a good answer for him. So she changed the subject to try to buy time and to avoid having to admit then and there that she's pretty much got dust to offer him in terms of alternatives. Now, that brings us to the crux of the conversation. Though before I go there, I did mention that one thing about her genuinely calling him out. What he did was inappropriate, even though I'm 100% certain there was no slimy intent behind it. And she probably did genuinely feel at least a little bit uncomfortable. Although come to think of it, she didn't seem ruffled at all when Levi also grabbed her shirt like that. Of course, that scene happened when she was in the middle of fixating on Titans, so I guess it's not surprising she brushed it off. Plus, even though Levi has a crazy amount of physical strength, He is really short, and it probably still feels more noticeably intimidating at first glance for someone like Aaron to be doing this instead. He's gone from about 5 feet and 7 inches to about an even 6 feet, and he's actually taller than Hanja nowadays, so that might be another reason Hanja reacted differently here than she did with Levi. But I can say just as a general thing, there's no getting around the extra awkwardness of what Aaron did there. Besides the general aspect of getting rough with a superior, although given how folks in charge treat their subordinates, I'll probably cut the subordinates some slack there. Aaron's certainly tolerated a lot from Levi, after all. Some really brutal physical violence, to be more exact. But in any case, when you grab a woman like that, your hands are going to end up rather close to her breasts, if not touching them outright. Snatching a guy by a shirt is already a very forceful and aggressive move, but then doing it to a female has that extra angle to it, especially if you're talking about a male doing it to a female. So I think Hanja was probably calling Aaron out a little there by pointing out how his actions could come off. Like I said, I'm dead certain that Aaron was not at all trying to either touch her inappropriately or get a look at her breasts. But it was still a rather iffy move, and it's for the best that she point that out and tell him to get a hold of himself and calm the heck down. Now, since I think she was largely deflecting in her scolding of him there, that also means that I do at least feel a slight amount of hopefulness in one regard. 
Some folks are genuinely saddened and frustrated by her comments about his being a rebellious child and thought that that was truly how she saw him. But I don't think she actually meant that. I think Hanja is too sharp and not so buried in denial that she could actually dismiss Aaron's operation in Liberia or even his actions in the jail cell as just being some random burst of teenage stubbornness. His actions, especially in Liberia, went extremely far. Plus, Hanja is aware of the fact that Aaron had despised Zeke's plan, and she was also genuinely confused about how Historia factored into all of this, given Aaron's established concerns for her. Plus, she should also be aware of what I stated before about how Aaron has actually been a team player and a workhorse and tolerated a considerable amount of mess from folks. Now all of this brings me to those final points regarding Aaron's conversation with Hanja, why he didn't open up more, and what was really going on with him. First off, I won't deny that there was just some genuine irritation coming from Aaron at this point. That little side-eye look he gave her at the beginning was just priceless. I really hope someone makes a gif of it, because that was just a perfect moment. <laughs> the shift in expression, everything. And then when he spoke, I was immediately startled to hear how he raised his voice at her right off the bat. Once again, getting to hear that voice acting and see the other touches of the anime adaptation really enhances the scene and helps us get a fuller picture of it. So that's a real treat. So yeah, Aaron is in a bad mood, and he really does not have the nerve to spare for Hanja's trademark brand of overbearingness. I won't deny that he was lashing out in anger at least a bit here, even though I also very much feel that this is not what the scene is truly about in a primary sense. But I've already pointed out the grief and ex the exhaustion and how he's trying to gather up his willpower and strength again. So no. Not even in a parallel universe is Eren in the mood for Hanjazo's bull right now. Now the sad thing about the scene is that I do feel she was genuinely trying to talk to Eren and get him to open up. But I also think I understand why Eren wouldn't answer her. Now folks have suggested that he didn't answer her because he figured she wouldn't support his true intentions anyways. I agree. But there's also something else to consider as well. Do you remember what he said in the airship after Levi kicked him? Aaron had already been writing them the letters and telling them about what he was going to do, and he pretty much indicated in the airship that he didn't have much else to say. So to whatever extent Aaron is willing to provide them information and fill them in, he already has. He's probably not going to reveal too much else right now, especially if he knows the government and military are just going to fight him on it anyways. The more information he gives them, the more they'll know about how to try and thwart him. And then, this leads into the final point here. Alright guys, thanks for listening to me today, and I hope you had a great time. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications on to get updates. It can help make the podcast more visible for new viewers and listeners by leaving a like, share, comment, or review on whichever platform you use to listen. YouTube, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Social Media, etc. Be blessed and stay salty.